Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. I said, may Jehovah be our God. May we serve no other God but Him. I said, may we serve no other God but Him. Hallelujah. So, we've been talking about seven great principles. And I'm taking my time to give us these teachings because basically, look, fundamentally, the real transformation comes by the word of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Vanessa, you'll be transformed when the word of God is in you. Amen. Yeah. A lot of people, like I shared with you last week, a lot of people deliver me. I believe in deliverance. But deliverance without feeling, you are creating a problem. If you deliver somebody from somebody and you don't feel with another spirit, you are creating a problem. Because this, the Bible said that when an unclean spirit, he leaves a place, he goes to wonder. And then when he comes back and finds out the place is empty, he goes and gathers seven more demons. And the person's state is worse. Hallelujah. So, we must fill ourselves with the word of God. Amen. That's the real transforming power. Hallelujah. So, we talk about the seven great principles basically to establish who you are. And say so the man is a spirit. They said, I was a funeral and I was saying, the man is a spirit. You are a spirit. Hallelujah. And understanding who we are will help us. Amen. And last week I talked to you about the principles of spiritual maturity. Seven principles. Okay? I can go over it for you myself. That every Christian has three stages of every Christian has three stages of spiritual growth. You are either a baby, you are a child, or you are mature. And we went through the different characteristics of what makes somebody a baby, what makes somebody a child, and what makes somebody mature. Is it mature Christianity? A sign of maturity is fruit bearing. Hallelujah. When you see fruits on a tree, it's a sign that that tree, that tree is old. Baby trees don't bear fruits. Okay? Fruit bearing. That's why I'm about to talk about the, and the fruit of the spirit. Ah. They say the fruit of it. It begins to list the fruit. Galatians 5. So we assess somebody to be mature or not based on the fruit. And the fruit is evidence. Jesus said that Jesus said, You shall know them by their fruits. You see, I want to say something to you passionately. The only way to assess anybody, whether it is in the secular world, whether it is in school, whether it is in the ministry, is by their fruits, not by their talk. By their fruits and not by their talk. Anybody. So if 
somebody come and say, I'm anointed. Okay, show me your fruits. Show me your church with members. The person can give revelation from Aaron's beard to the throne of Nebuchadnezzar. Show me your church. By their fruits. That's the only way. And that's the and Jesus said, You shall know them by their fruits. In other words, Jesus gave us a criteria for assessing people. Now, if you want to know anybody, don't go by their talk, their looks. Go by their fruits. Jesus said, He's wild. Do you know why? God say God is wild. You see? Uh, when, I was, when I was in Manhattan, we used to have uh, Tuesday evening services. So one day I went for Tuesday evening service, but I parked my car away, far away from the church. So between our church was in Midtown, so between my church and going to pick up my car, there's this place that um, that, um, that you know that these people are. You know who I'm talking about? I think you know what I'm talking about. And as I was walking to go and park my car, I saw them walking. I mean, the way they hold their hand back. Their hand back and, 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 and their walk. And, their, and Joyce, what was amazing is that some of them from the outside you can never tell. I mean, the way they've done the makeup, Emmanuel, the hair, the wig, the breast. I mean, some of them didn't look more pretty than women. Seriously. I mean, come on. Even the way they hold their bag, they said, man. So from the outside, you can never tell. From the outside, you can never tell. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You can tell. I mean, all the surgeries have been done. Surgery here. Surgery here. Hair. Lip. Oh, beautiful. I mean, beautiful. Then I said, so, now I just said to myself, so how can you tell? Do you understand? I me, how can you tell? What is it? No, it doesn't even mean anything. Then I remember the words of Jesus Christ. Then I remember the Jesus Christ. You shall know them by their fruit. It doesn't matter how sophisticated, how nice they may look, the size of the breast they have, the wig, they cannot carry a baby here. You understand? You can do all the surgeries. Cannot do. So the only way we can tell a time will come because you see medicine is advancing. Plastic surgery is really advancing. Look, plastic surgery is really advancing. A time will come you can't tell from the outside. I'm just saying. I'm saying. So those of you who go by looks, be one. <laughs> look, look, plastic surgery is really advancing. You can never tell. 
Now they are very, very good at it. Very, very good. So at the end of the day, go back to the west of the great prophet. You shall know them by their fruits. At the end of the day, can she push out a baby? Can she carry a baby here? One lady, one lady went to see her doctor. Nicely dressed. Breast, lips, everything, looking plush. Then the doctor said, excuse me, it looks like you have prostate cancer. <laughs> the assurance are lost. <laughs> The students are like, excuse me, ma'am. It seems like you have, ma'am, excuse me, you have prostate. <laughs> Let me preach. <laughs> so you shall know them by their fruits. So the only way to assess anybody, even spiritually, physically, academically, is by the fruits. And that's what the problem is. Jesus said many, many years ago, and as the world keeps on advancing, it's even become more evident. Let's, let's go by their fruits. Including even church members. See, don't go by the way that oh, Reverend, you are great, you are mighty. Look, go by their fruits. Because some people are full of words. And I'll tell you something also. See, Jesus said. So it was a, when Jesus said, uh, said Lord, when somebody did a, a garden and planted roots, then in the night somebody came to plant, then everyone came to plant tears. And he said, let's cut it down. Jesus said, don't, don't, don't. Allow them to grow. When, it's when they grow. When they are young, you can't tell. But when they grow, then you can differentiate between the wheat and the tears. In the first time, you don't know the difference? Because the wheat will bear fruit. But the tares don't. And the wheat, when they bear fruit, what happens is that, you see, the, the leaves, everything looks together. But the leaves, the storm, everything looks together. But because of the fruit, this is another revelation. Because the wheat have fruits, they bow down. You see, any tree that has, any branch that has fruits, you see that it's bowed down. But a branch without roots stands up like this. So one of the signs of people who don't have fruit is they are very proud. Very proud. You can't talk to me like that. Because there are no fruits. Because once you carry fruit, you see, when a branch has fruit, it automatically bows down. So fruit bearing makes you humble. Yeah. So your pride is a sign, it's a sign that there's no fruit. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are talking so the first, so we talk about the fruit bearing. We can know them by their fruits. Amen. Today let me continue. That was principle number four, I believe. Oh yeah. Principle number four, yeah. Today, let me go to principle number five. What is 
there are three stages of temptations for every believer. There are, James, three stages of, just like there are three stages of spiritual development, baby, child, and mature. When it comes to temptations too, there are three stages of temptation. Yeah. Three stages of temptation for every believer. Yeah. You see, let's read, let's read the scripture. Look, in the book of Luke. Luke chapter 4, verse 2. Luke 4, 2 to 13. The temptation of Christ. The Bible says, be 40 days. Tempt- Look, are we there? Have the right scripture? Look for it. Very good. It says, being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days, he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward was hungry. Continue. And the devil, who's, and, the, and the who? And the who? And the devil said unto him, If thou be the son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. Next verse. And Jesus answered and said, and Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that it is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. If, there, if thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. If only you worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered, continue, and Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou save. Good. And he brought him into Jerusalem, and set him on a pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answering said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. So two things I want to talk to you about. When you read the scripture, I can tell you about the nature of temptation. The nature of temptations. Number one is that for every level, there's a type of temptation. Like somebody said, new levels, new devils. Oh yeah. Don't you know, for any new level, there's a new devil. New level, new devils. Every level has the devil that will come after you. New level, new devils. Yeah. Yeah. As you are broke, you have nothing. Certain temptations don't come your way. But as you make money, you see that some temptations will come your way. Don't you know that? New levels, new devils. Yeah. So what we can see from here is that, oh yeah, I'm sure of you, certain temptations, because you are broke, you are broke. money and see. Suddenly you'll be thinking of a second and a third wife. Now you can't handle one woman. So you have... 
one woman is a headache. Why you make so many and see? Yeah. So every new level has the devil that comes. Hallelujah. So, but what we see that first of all, temptations have an escalating nature with the devil. He starts. If you pass, he takes you to another level. If you pass, he brings another. So that's one, one nature of temptation. It's escalating. Because he, he kept on escalating with Jesus Christ. And then number two is that temptations are recurrent. He departed from you for a season. So the fact that you overcame this thing today does not mean he will not come back again. Sometimes it's a problem after a long period of fasting and prayer. You see, a lot of time when we fast and pray, we are so strong. We feel that we are bad. Then when the fasting ends, you wonder why the thing has come back again because it's for a season. Hallelujah. So let's. So what about the, what is the escalating nature? The first temptation is the temptation of the baby stage. When you are a baby Christian, you have your own temptations. Which, is, which has literally to do because a baby Christian, like we said last week, is dominated by the flesh. So most of your temptations are in the flesh. So the first temptation was, was go back to the, the first temptation was a fleshly temptation. If you are the son of God, turn this stone into bread to satisfy your flesh. To satisfy your flesh. Temptations to meet the needs of the flesh. Hunger. Bread to eat. Feed the beast. So you say that baby, um, temptations at that level has to do with flesh. Sexual desires. It's all flesh. I mean, it's all flesh. Temptations of the flesh. I mean, the worst of the flesh, what we talked about. I mean, fornication, adultery, lust. He said, feed the flesh. And sad to say, sad to say, many Christians don't cross level one. A lot of believers fall at the flesh level. That's the problem. You don't even graduate. say that Jesus was tempted also in the flesh. Look, one of the scriptures that sometimes is difficult to believe is Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15. Hebrews 4 15. It says that for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. But was in all points. Say with me, all points. Say with me, all points. He said, but in all points, tempted like we are. He was tempted in all points as we are. But the, 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 the difference between him and you is that yet would have sin. That's the difference. So, remember, do you mean Jesus was tempted to last? The answer is. All points is all points. 
You can't believe that some lady tried to show his tie to Jesus Christ. I'm, 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 I'm just saying, is it possible? Is it possible? You can't believe that some lady tried to say, Oh, gee. <laughs> I'm preaching. What is all points? I said, What's all points? He said, All points like as we are. Thank you. As we are. So the feeling that you have, you also have that feeling. Yeah. My people can't believe it. They, they, they can't believe that some lady came to Jesus. Oh gee, it's too cold. The distance between Jerusalem and Samaria is far. <laughs> oh gee. Oh gee. That's all points. All points. All points. Just as we are. But yet, without sin. So you, even everywhere, oh, Rev, you know, me, I'm not like crap, please. All points. This scripture is very, so much. So, so, Every time you are going through a temptation, remember Jesus went through it. Otherwise, this scripture is not true. So, it is, was Jesus tempted to envy? Yes. Somebody had a nicer donkey. <laughs> Thank you. As Jesus was struggling with Peter, Peter has brought some old donkey. <laughs> Somebody brought a nicer donkey. But he was okay. Was this a tempted with unforgiveness? Yes. But he forgave. Remember, I'm talking about all points. That's what we struggle with. So as you are going through, as you feel like Blowing your top. Like, I want to tell you the, my peace of mind. Was Jesus tempted to tell people their peace of mind? So you are not, you are not the only person who feels like telling people your peace of mind. All points. Oh gee, oh gee, oh gee. You know, as you were preaching, I swear that yeah, you'll be called gee. <laughs> All points. All points. You see, don't be too religious. I'm reading the Bible to you. Some of you think that this, what does it mean? What does it mean? All points. What does it mean? All points. Yeah. Especially the fact that we cannot imagine that somebody even tempted to fornicate with Jesus. We can't imagine that. I, I don't, see, if he didn't go through, then he cannot be a high priest for you. Hallelujah. 
And yet without sin is the key. Yeah. Tempted. Flesh. So the first temptation was the flesh. Turn stone into bread. Turn feet. Like somebody said, feed the beast. Your flesh is a beast. And some of you are always feeding the beast. I'm preaching. You must learn to stop the beast. As soon as the beast wants to stop. It's a beast. The flesh is a beast. It's an animal. The flesh is an animal. And you must learn to stop the animal. Of feeding the beast, stop the beast. All points. I mean, I can't believe all points. All points. It means that was Jesus tempted to be jealous? Yes. Yeah. He was tempted to be jealous. Yeah. He was tempted to be jealous. Yeah. That, 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 that look. Peter has a wife. We've all come to church. We've preached. Peter is going home to his wife. Me, I'm going home alone. <laughs> yes, Peter. My assistant has a wife. A little senior pastor. I'm going to sleep quietly. All points. See, most of us, eh, most of us, we cannot handle the prospect of those underneath us. A word is coming. So long as everybody is behind you, you are okay. <laughs> Once you're on top, you're okay. I told one of our pastors that you... You are a very selfish person because anybody they put above you, you fight the person. You are always nice when you are one in charge. I told him. I told him this way that you are very you are you are a selfish person. Because I said anytime there's something that somebody is put on top of you, you begin to react. But the day that you are in charge, you are the nicest. Well, I told him. And one of our pastors, light up, I told him that you are, you, you are selfish. Because I've watched you over the years. Once somebody's in charge, you fight the person. But the day you are in charge, then everybody should be nice. Wow. Shame on you. <laughs> Our point. Can the one behind you be higher than you? John the Baptist was mature. It, they came to report to John that, hey, John. You see the guy? The Jesus who just joined the church? He has gone to start his own church. And now all men are coming to him. struggle. John said, I know who I am. And I know who he is. I am the forerunner. He is the Messiah. Even though I came before him, he must increase and I must decrease. You may be around for a while, but somebody may come who is greater and another person. 
Some mothers who are jealous of their daughters. Are your daughters? <laughs> I'm preaching to you. You see, the fact that you struggle with your marriage does not mean that you are. You are... I'm preaching. You struggle. You 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 struggle with your marriage, but your daughter has a nice marriage. You should be happy for her. Put your hands together for the Lord. You should be happy for her. Your own daughter too. You are competing with her. Shame on you. <laughs> All points. Hallelujah. So he was tempted in the flesh. Yet without sin. Every temptation you are going through. See, otherwise this scripture is not true. Flesh. But what I'm saying is that majority don't graduate. Level one, they are out. Knockout. Most of the guys get knocked at level one. But Jesus passed level one easily. So then he took him to level two, Anita. Level two. Level two. He said, If you will worship me, if you will worship me. I will give you all the kingdom. And please let me explain to you. It was, I explained, thank you. It was a temptation. You see, it was a temptation because he owns the kingdom. He does. So he wasn't lying. You see, you can't tempt me with what you don't have. Do you get it? You can't tempt me with what you don't have. The reason why it was a temptation is because he actually had it. You can't, you can't tell me. I mean, if, I mean, you say that I'm Robert Alphonse Rep, I'm going to give you uh, a space rocket. I'll tell him, brother. <laughs> I will not be tempted with it. Reverend, if you let me preach next week Sunday, I'll give you a space rocket. Because I know he doesn't have a space rocket. But you say, Reverend, I'll give you $2,000 if you let me. That, that could be a temptation because I know he has $2,000. <laughs> yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So for it to be a temptation, it means he had it. Yeah, it's not a temptation. 
So it means Jesus was... The Bible said he tempted him. It means Jesus was really tempted. Jesus considered it. And here I'm going to share something. The temptation of a child or level two temptation has to do with your stability. You see, I thought children are two and four. So temptations at that level has to do with your stability. Stability, what that you will be given an alternative. Will you go for it? You will begin. He gave the devil, the devil gave him an alternative. You don't have to worship this Jehovah. Worship him. This one is not a flesh show. It's your, your, your loyalty. You see, childhood temptation has to do with your loyalty and your stability and your faithfulness. Yeah. No, you don't have to serve God. Serve me. You won't be given an alternative. Sad to say, a lot of Christians fail. You will be given an alternative to your pastor. This pastor, there's another man of God who is powerful. An alternative. Preaching. You will be given an alternative. Good, an alternative. Right, I want to switch. Alternative. Can you hear me? Because it's the it's the giving of the alternative which tests your loyalty or your stability. Preaching good to you. Alternatives. Worship Jehovah. Worship me. You don't have to do this. You don't have to go to this church. There's another church here. Alternatives. It is a test of your stability. Alternatives. You see, you see, like a friend of mine, somebody, a friend of mine, told me many years ago. He said, you can't say you are a faithful husband when another woman has tempted you. You, and I said what? He said, it is when you are tempted and you refuse. That is when you can say. Said you are faithful. I mean, look, faithful, faithful means you stay to it. How can you stay with something when there was not, no, when there was not an alternative? 
You have not been tempted. It's when you have been tempted and you turn around, then you are faithful. I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to you. So don't think you are so holy and you are so pure. Hey! <laughs> Take it easy, brother. Take it easy, brother. <laughs> Certain temptations have not come your way. You haven't seen some before. Yeah. Like another stupid boy said, like, a certain girl was stupid. You know, as for me, I don't like men. I am pure. I am holy. Now, the, the, this stupid boy was so, but you are ugly. You know? That <laughs> 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 was you know, they say, but you are also ugly. <laughs> Forgive. tempted before. So, you'll be tempted. Do you get what I'm saying? You will be tempted. That's why Jesus was tempted. Jesus was tempted. You'll be given an alternative. It is the past of that alternative that indicates that you are faithful. Hallelujah. Yeah. You see a beautiful girl, you should pray for her. Because there are many temptations. You nobody, nobody looks at you. So, so even your holiness, we are not sure. <laughs> by default, you have to be holy because nobody is coming. <laughs> Temptation. He said. See, you'll be tempted to, to you'll be tempted to leave your pastor. You'll be tempted to leave your church. You'll be tempted to leave just as an alternative, a viable alternative. And until that comes your way and you said no, you can't say you are faithful. But I pray that you may overcome it. May you overcome every temptation. May you not fall for every may you not fall for the evil trap. Say I'm an overcomer. Because the truth of the matter is that your promotion comes after you are. Look, don't be worried about the test. Okay? I tell you, I'm speaking to you. You'll be tested. You'll be tested, but I'm telling you. For you to move from form one to form two, you must pass the test. So welcome a test and believe God to pass it so you can be promoted. Rather pray for the strength to overcome it. Because once you pass, you'll be promoted. I speak to you. Welcome it. Remember, so Reverend told me this. I will pass this this. You will be promoted. Hallelujah. You will pass the test. Amen. Believe God. Don't be worried about test. Pray that you will pass it. Jay, you will pass the test. And when you pass, you will be promoted. Hallelujah. Then, number three. So, he was tempted in the flesh. He was tempted with his loyalty. Then the third temptation was, he said, he said, 
Now, he took him up to Jerusalem, to the height of the mountain, and said that, cast yourself down. If that, you see that statement? Satan is bad. If thou be the son of God. You see, you see, if thou be the son. This is where most of us feel. The person is the son of God. And you are saying, if thou be the son of God. You see, something. You see, something. You see, well, every time you hear that statement, it irritates you. For example, if you are a man. Please. One lady. Apostle was saying, was having a, a domestic dispute with her husband. And you know how they, they put a cloth around their waist. And she was standing in front of the guy was trying to go out. And she, st- she was standing behind the door. If you are a man. If you are a man. Step go, I mean, if you are a man. If you are a man, go out. Then the guy said, Get, look, I, I don't want any trouble. He said, Look, if you are a man, go through the door. She was standing behind the door. Then she said, If you are a man, touch me and see. If I'm a man, and the last time I checked, I was a man. <laughs> you said, If I'm a man, lawyer, if I'm a man, so if I'm a man, I should hit you. So, since I'm a man, <laughs> you see that temptation. He said, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. So they, you see, this is mature, this is for mature temptations. This is not for the childhood Christian. It's for the mature. And here, the temptation here for the mature has to do with power. The use of power. He says, demonstrate, show that you are mighty, cast down. The use of power. Power. Because you see, when you are little, when you are telling, you don't have power, but when you get power, which is the self maturity, how do you use it? How do you use your power? How do you use your power? It, it will surprise you that some people are sitting so quiet, so quiet, because they have nothing. The day you make them, give them power, you will see. Our girls in the choir, tiny little thing. The one day she married, and the person who married was well to do. Come and see Madame. <laughs> I've never seen Madame like before. Hey, Madame, my shoes. I'm a, when she's coming, this one's holding this one. This one's Madame. Somebody for manicure, somebody for pedicure, somebody to clean the house. Madame! I've not seen Madame like that before. Small Madame! Hey! I said, when she calls, you have to come and clean her house. After you have cleaned it, she will pass her hand under the television. Please go. Hey! Madame! Small power! Use of power. Yeah. Because as you mature, power will be given to you. 
Authority will be given to you. How do you use it? How do you use it? You know, you see, as a pastor, you have authority. As a pastor, as a man of God, I have power. I have authority. I have certain authority. Do you understand? So, it's, the temptation will be, how do I use that power? That's the temptation. Yeah. And sad to say, some pastors abuse people. I'm sad to say. Some pastors abuse members. I'm teaching you. Some pastors abuse church members. Because you have a certain power, they listen to you. That doesn't mean you should abuse them. I'm coming. We had one pastor who is, he's no longer a pastor. We sacked him. We made him a small pastor. Hey, small church. Monday, someone should come and clean your house. Tuesday, someone should cook for you. Wednesday, somebody should do your laundry. Hey! You didn't need that way. Senior pastor. I was. <laughs> The bishop, that's ministry. Amen. This type of, I'm a man of God. <laughs> man of God doesn't click. Come and click for me. I guess your power. I said, no, no, no. Not, that's not what Bishop that taught us. That's not what our prophet taught us. Small pastor, now you, you carry yourself. When your wife is coming, well, somebody has to hold her hat back, pocketbook, a pen. One small woman, you have three armor bearers carrying their things. Please. Abuse of power. I don't think so. Oh. Look. People do things for me. I've asked you know, but anybody, anybody who doesn't, my, my first thing, how much? I'll ask you how much. I always ask them how much. And I'm willing to pay you. But most of the show revenue for you is okay. But I don't assume. I never assume. Rather than the person say it's okay. I never assume. By the grace of God, because I learned it from my father, Bishop Dad. How much? That's how much? And if you say this, and, and, and don't feel bad to charge, I'll pay you because it's, it's just something. But if you want to give it to me, feel bad, know that I, it's my right. Mm. By the grace of God, I never, I never, I never do that. By the grace of God. I'll ask you. If you want me to, I'll pay you. And it's okay. But most of the time, it's also a reverend. It's okay. A few also, it's okay. And I pay. It's not a problem because I don't assume. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I don't demand it. A lot of pastors have come to small churches and they're just demanding all sorts of nonsense. I mean, it's not that it, it, it makes me like vomiting. I said, what, what has, what has become of the ministry? Consultation fee. Consulting to pay what? Thank you, my daughter. Don't abuse it. Don't abuse it. 
I will always ask karma. I will always help. That's what it is. Yeah. Step of some old church members come and clean my house, come and do my house, come and bring my daughter's hair, come and do this. Like a right. What kind of nonsense is that? I'm preaching. Power. How do you use your power? How so much? So my temptation at my level is how do I use the power that God has given me? That's my particular pastor. One church working to say, Reverend, when I went to the house, we have to clean. He said, hey, we have to do the best and, and we have to fold the laundry, including his wife's underwear. I said, kind of not. Why? Why did you learn this? I said, did you learn this? You learn from me? Or from Bishop? Where do you learn this from? So inappropriate. I'm not against gifts, though. It is good to honor a prophet. It's good to give. But I will always ask you how much? By the grace of God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So let's stop this type of. You are made a small boss. Hey, people can breathe under you. Yeah, people cannot breathe under you. <sighs> I beg you. How much? Yeah. I have the utmost respect for our prophet, Bishop Dyck. Which one you going because I've been his friend since second since roommate. One thing I can say that that no 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 I mean it, 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 look his birthday is coming, he'll be 60 next week. You know that put your hand together with us. Yeah, next week is May 40, he'll be 60. And sister and sister is nice. Very nice. I said sister is nice. Because I've been 60 before, so I said sister. <laughs> I'll be there. Say I'll be there. Sister is nice. But I will say that even as, as, as a student, oh, let's wish you birthday, happy birthday. If you want to give me a gift voluntarily, so I want to give this show a gift, and there's nothing wrong with it. Yes. Yes. Is there anything wrong to honor your pastor on his sister's birthday? Nothing wrong with it. Is there anything wrong with that? No. Oh, my pastor sister is special. Let me give you a gift. You can give it to him freely. Rabbi, how can I send Bishop a gift? Come and see me. I'll tell you how to send it to him. Amen. That's all. I'm telling you. It's a good thing to do. But not that he's going to demand it. <laughs> no, him. Mommy doesn't. No, that. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. the son of God. You see, one of the mature, to prove who you are, do you know who I am? You can't talk to me like that. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Yeah. Look, you are nothing. No. Tell the person you are nothing. I said, tell the person you are nothing. 
He said, don't let us, do you know who I am? At the end of the day, my dear, we are all nothing. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. That's all. Do you know who I am? Like somebody said, do you know who I am? <laughs> what person? Do you know who I am? Said, Why? When you go to the people, what comes out? Is it gold? <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's see, I'm talking about the, the, the temptation of the mature. If you understand, prove yourself. Look, at the end of the day, we are all nothing. Look, that's what we are all nothing. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. If God decides that tomorrow you are finished, you are finished. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter how high God takes you. Remember. We are nothing. We are all nothing. At the end of the day, we are all nothing. That's all. That's all I'm saying. nothing. So don't have this, you know who I am mentality. You can't talk to me that way. You can't talk to me that way. Do you know who I am? This is America. Hey, I beg you, go to Japan. <laughs> Hallelujah. Power. So the small power that has been given to you as a husband, husband power. You came to the church and Reverend Peter said the husband is the head. Hey, one small head. Once we came in, we prayed that the husband is the head. One small head. Everything. I'm the head. Everything, I'm the head. Don't you see that I'm the head? I'm the head, I'm the head, I'm the head. Hey, Mr. Head. How <laughs> small preaching we preach that the husband is the head? Hey! You are chief in the house. There's one particular brother, maybe. She, I don't know. The head thing got into his head so much. I'm the head. I'm the head. I'm the head. He doesn't know I'm the head. He doesn't know I'm the head. I'm the head. I'm the head. I'm the head. So one day I told him, I agreed. You are the head. But the head also comes with responsibilities. It's not only head alone. It comes with what? Responsibilities. That's what I told him. You are sitting there, you go and look for a job. You are insisting I'm the head. You see, what was happening in his house was that because she was not working, the wife was having difficulty submitting to him. So he keeps on reporting to the Reverend. He doesn't see me as the head. Because, and I can understand the woman, it's also difficult to submit. A man will not go, will not come. I just like. <laughs> you are young, go, you are young, come. The only person you remember is that I'm the head. <laughs> No, I'm the head. Yes, I look, Jack. I understand you are the head, but the head also comes with responsibilities. The neck is tired. <laughs> Thank you. The neck is tired. Because the head is refusing to say the neck. The neck has been carrying the head for too long. Now the neck is tired. <laughs> ah. Hallelujah. And it has to do with obedience. Which is another. At that level, one of the temptations at the mature level is obedience. Will you obey the word of God? You see, when you mature, you graduate from this type of... A, a mature person, because it's not fleshy control, it's not like this fornication, this last... They, go, they graduate that thing. Now they are dealing with the use of power and obedience. God will test you with obedience to his word. And sometimes, my daughter, Anita, obedience is not easy. It's not easy. His word. He will tempt you with it. Will you obey me? 
Obedience. Obedience. Your obedience should be tested. Your obedience to his word. That's where it is. You've gone past fornication and lying and stealing. Now it's obedience. Will you obey? Abraham, will you obey? Obedience to his word. That was the difference between Adam and Christ. They were both tempted. Christ passed the obedient test. Adam failed. Yeah. Obedience. Obedience. Obedience to his word. Obedience to as you have your quiet time. You see, as you have your quiet time, it is God who will speak to you. And as God is speaking to you, and you are looking at your current situation, you ask yourself that no, this is difficult, but no. Obedience. Obedience. Contrary to your feeling and your thinking. That's the mature stage. Because the immature stage, the baby reacts to their flesh. But a mature, you bring your flesh under control and obey God. Obedience, 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 obedience. How long can I keep on forgiving him? 42 times 42. Obedience. Obedience to his word. Obedience is not easy. Like I always say, Cheryl, there's a difference between agreement, agreeing, and obedience or submission. Listen, if I want to go to McDonald's, no, if if you want to go to McDonald's, and I also want to go to McDonald's, so I come to you, so let's go to McDonald's. Because you wanted to go there already. Yes. That is agreement. Mm-hmm. But you want to go to Burger King. Mm-hmm. I want to go to McDonald's. Then I come and say that since I'm the head, let's go to McDonald's. And for you, so it means you have to abandon your Burger King idea and come with me to McDonald's. Yeah. Wow. That's obedience. The first one is agreement. You wanted to do it already, so we all agree. Hallelujah. But the Bible says to obey is better than sacrifice. One thing about the word of God is that, my dear sister, it's difficult to obey, but it's more proud. But it is more costly to disobey. It is difficult to obey, but it is more costly to disobey. The word of God is like education. Okay? You know what they say about education? They say, if you think literacy is expensive, try illiteracy. It's more expensive to be illiterate. <laughs> Can I preach to you? Oh, this college fee is too much. This college is too much. I can't pay. No. An expensive college fee is still better than no college. <laughs> because no college is more costly. Do you understand? You, you understand? You agree with me, right? Yeah. You understand? No college. Because you see, no, college is too expensive. I can't pay. No, it's better. Because no college means that for the rest of your life you'll be earning $12 an hour. That's very expensive. <laughs> yeah. So you think the word of God is difficult to obey? Disobeying it is more expensive. Hallelujah. Obedience. Okay. So that's, that's are the temptations. Amen. 
A while. Because there's a blessing to obey. As for God, there's a blessing to obey. God, there's a blessing to obey. Hallelujah. Then the, the next principle, number six or whatever it is, is that when, uh, uh, which is your spiritual age does not necessarily correlate with your physical age. See, when you are born again, there's a difference between your spiritual age and your physical age. Hallelujah. So don't use your physical age as the reason to lead. <laughs> I should break it down. You see, sometimes because we think that we are old, it means that automatically we should become the leaders. No. Where is that scripture? Luke chapter 3. Yes. 3. Luke 3, 3. Luke chapter 3, verse 3. Quickly. Luke 3, 3. It says that. Look at it. And he came, talking about Jesus Christ. He came, to, he came into, into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission. He came preaching. Okay, Jesus Christ. Go to 22, verse 22. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him, anointing. And a voice came from him, from heaven, which said, This is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. 23. And Jesus himself, look at it too. And Jesus himself began to be about what? And Jesus to be about 30 years of age. Being as, as was supposed, the son of Joseph. So the Bible says he was about 30. The Holy Ghost came. Anointing. Preaching. About. It, about which he could have been 29, could have been 30, 31. But he was around that age. Now the question is, was Jesus mature spiritually? 30 years old. 30 years old. Was he mature spiritually? Would, would you call Jesus Christ a baby? So was John. So what I want to say is that your spiritual age has nothing to do with your physical age. You can have a young man who is very anointed. And therefore, your reason to follow him or listen to him has nothing to do with his age. So those of us who have this theory, I cannot go to a church that I'm older than. Please. You've got a problem. Because the last time I had someone said, I cannot go to a church that I'm older than. Now I said, how old are you? I said, the president of a country is younger than you. Don't, don't leave the country. <laughs> it has nothing to do with it. Can I get an amen? amen. Let's understand spiritual things. Jesus was 30. Who here is 30 years old? Anybody 30? 28? How old are you? Mike, how are you? Huh? 32. You are two years older than Jesus. <laughs> what about you? How old are you? Women don't like saying they are aging church. But you are young. <laughs> 28. So young. 
You are like John. Can you imagine you becoming a lady pastor? And you are anointed. No, who is the pastor? She, since when? It doesn't matter. Let's go by the anointing. Amen. Your physical does not do No, at all. At all. And a good example was our prophet. He went to South Africa, mommy. He went to South Africa. He was going. The people were coming to meet him. They didn't know who he was. So when he got off the plane, he walked by them. They didn't recognize him. Because they were expecting a very old elderly person. <laughs> Based on his ministry and his books, James, they told some elderly person. So as he got off the plane and walked by them, they were waiting for some old man <laughs> with some gray beard. But he was a prophet. Hallelujah. So let us learn to respect the anointing. Amen. Yeah. It has never been by age. No, at all. It's by the anointing. Hallelujah. It's by the anointing. I say it's by the anointing. We struggle with it, but it's by the anointing. Amen. 30 years old, he preached. John was the same age. Then my final principle for today is that um, the ultimate goal of every believer is to become a servant of God. Put your hands together for the Lord. After you are born again, after you are saved, you must become, desire to become what? A servant of God. 1 Corinthians 4.1 Let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ. Okay? Let a man so let people, when people see us, they should see us as ministers of Christ. As stewards of the ministry. Paul said, when you see me, see me as a minister. That's the ultimate goal. A servant. A servant. And why is it important? This one, I mean, some of you can tune up, you can tune up here. Yes. Because you are not interested. But if you're interested, listen to me carefully. Some of you, I mean, you're born against statues, it's fine. But if you're interested, listen to me carefully. This one. This one. Are you interested in this part, Sharon? Because all I have talked about so far is a child of God. But there's a difference between a born again person and a servant of God. Which is the ultimate. But a lot of people tune out. So if, if you can tune out, that's okay. But I'll tell you, believe it. I'll tell you, believe it. This particular key, this, this, is what will determine your status in heaven. It's not about you going to heaven. Heaven, born again, you're in heaven. But where you be in heaven is determined by this one. So if you don't mind being in the gate of heaven, you are good, you are good to go to sleep now. <laughs> if you are okay with the ghetto in heaven, but if you are thinking of a better place, you see, most in the, there's, there are three types of judgment, joyously. There's the judgment of saved and unsaved, and there's the judgment of works. Be mustard. Blessed are those who die in the Lord, for their works do follow them. You see, so as for being born again, once you give your life, you are saved. 
But when you get to heaven, whether you be in the residential part or downtown, You may laugh with it, but be careful. You see? It's serious. Because, you see, even here on earth, you are craving for a better place to live. That's why you keep on moving. That's why you keep on renovating. That's why you keep on advancing. Because you want a better place to live. Most of you, when you came, your first stop was everything New York. <laughs> but as prosperity began to arise, <laughs> then you moved to where did you go? <laughs> you moved to New Brunswick. Then ask the prosperous more East Brunswick. Then ask the prosperity now you are in Manolapan. Hey! <laughs> you keep on moving. Some of you, you started on the Abington, then you moved to the 80. Now you are on the 80, somewhere in the suburbs. On golf courses. Because prosperity has come. But you see, and this is even on earth, which is temporary. Think about eternity. Where we'll be there forever. What will be your address? When you go home, I don't have time. Read the parable of the talents. A certain man had three servants. One he gave ten. One he gave five. And one he gave one. Or five to one, whatever. And the Bible said the first one traded with it and gained. The second one also traded with it and gained. But the third one did not. First of all, they were all servants. Servants mean they were all servants of God, born again. So the first criteria that they were all servants. It was like one was a servant and there was a non servant. So they all qualified. It means they all saved. They were all Christians. So, it's, it's seven who confess you. Then the next criteria is their works. The Bible said one traded with it. He made more. So when he came to the master, the master said, well done, thou good and faithful son. Come into the feast. Come and be near me. The next one did five. He said, well done. But the last one did not do anything. And the Bible said, he said, go and read the scripture. Cast that unprofit, unprofitable servant into outer darkness. And I will tell you something. That outer darkness is not hell. Mm-hmm. No. People think it's not hell. You are preaching. If you think it's you are deceived, go and read the Bible. That outer darkness, because down there he talks about hell. That outer darkness is not hell. It's heaven. Because you're all servants. He said, cast that unprofitable into outer darkness. So what is the Bible? The Bible is trying to tell you and I that even in heaven there are sections. Where the throne is, Douglas, where the throne is, where the king sits, it's light. That's humiliation. That's where the 24 elders, they're there. It's glorious. It's gold. They bow down. But as you move away from the throne, it gets darker and darker and darker. And there's something called outer darkness. And the sign of the outer 
darkness is this. And there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Regret. You say, regret. You will regret. I'm preaching to you. It is regret. I am here forever. Weeping and gnashing replace regrets. You are in heaven, but you regret. I'm preaching to you. Yes, you made it to heaven, but you regret. Forever you will be in outer darkness, not near the throne. Gnashing. Because you did not use your talent. You were a wicked and unprofitable servant. Lazy, 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 lazy. And the thing about lazy people that they're also very critical. Thank you. Lazy. Lazy. He said lazy and unprofitable because it was because of the laziness that you were able to say he's a wicked man, he has no soul because you are lazy. Lazy people are critical because you are not busy. The fact that you can have time to analyze everybody because you have too much time on your hand. I'm preaching. You have too much time on your hand. That is why you can analyze everybody and criticize everybody. You are not busy. It was Bishop Adi who told me, he gave me a, 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 a parable. He says, when somebody is fixing something and they are very busy, they may get a cut, but they will see. It's when they are done that they will see that there was a cut. But because they were busy, they won't feel it. It's different from somebody lying in bed. Even when an ant bites you, you will feel it. Is it true? Is it true? So he was, he was saying that a sign that you are not busy is that you are easily hurt. Somebody has scratched me. Somebody, you are not busy. You are not busy. You are not busy. That is why you see this one scratched me. This one did this. He said, you are not busy. You are lazy. If you are busy, you will see it. You are whining and complaining. It's a sign that you are lazy. I'm preaching. Complaining is a sign that you are lazy. That's why you see every problem. You're lazy. Lazy people complain. Lazy people whine. Lazy people are critical. What happened to criticize? From the church, your pastor, your school teacher, the bus driver, even the bus driver, you criticize. <laughs> Even the mailman who just came to do her job, putting the mail, he didn't come on time. He should have put the, the pass on top of the uh, of the magazine. Even the mailman, even the mailman. Listen, the Bible says they'll be cast into after darkness. We will be warned by this scripture. Yes, you are saved. Yes, you are born again. But where would you be in the new Jerusalem? Near the throne or outer darkness? 
where there will be gnashing of teeth. I pray that we will put our talent to use. Rise up to your feet and let's close. May we be workers for God. May we be servants of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just share a word of prayer, everybody. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, if you can use anything, use me. May I not be an unprofitable servant, Lord. Whatever I can do, Lord, help me to do it. I don't want to regret when I go to heaven, oh God. I don't want to regret when I go to heaven, Lord. What can I do in your house? Can I clean? Can I sweep? Can I give? Can I sing? Can I dance? Oh God. Deliver me from laziness. Let me not be critical. Father, we thank you. With every head bow and every eye closed. You are here. You are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? This Sunday, you heard a word. The ultimate is to be a servant of God. But at least you must be born again. The journey begins with being born again. So if you are here and you are not born again, and by born again, I mean you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Please, wherever you are, I want you to lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. You want to surrender to the master. For what shall it profit a man? You gain the whole world, but you lose your soul. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Father, we thank you for this Sunday afternoon. Help us to be soul winners. May we be workers for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Put your hands together for the Lord and be seated. Let's get ready for communion. Take it. This is my body, which was broken for you. Drink. This is my blood, which was poured out for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed. And my blood is drinking deep. The cup of blessing which we bless, it is the communion of the body of Christ. The bread which we break, it is the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the holy meal, it is the meal of God. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. When I see the blood, oh, I will pass away. 
You know, we are having a special communion today. Do you know? We say, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. When was this? You know, God, the blood or the communion is a type of God's last card. If you play cards, there's something called the last card or the trump card. has failed. When God visited Pharaoh, he said, let my people go. Send them free that they may go and serve me. Pharaoh said, I will not. He said, okay, I'll bring you locusts. He didn't listen. I'll bring you frogs. No big deal. Uh, what else will I do? Farming. No big deal. It's like every attempt, you will not let them go. Then God said, then wait. I'm going to play the last card. And what was God's last card? The card that when he played, Pharaoh had no choice but to release the people of Israel together with wealth. And that was the card of the blood. He said, go! Let them slay the lamb. And tonight I am going to pass through the land and I will kill every firstborn. And anybody who has not the blood will be subject to death. And when he played that card, Pharaoh said, I can't hold you anymore. I don't know what has held you, what problem has held you, what is not letting you go. But tonight, by the power of the communion, we are playing God's last card. Whatever had resisted you up to this point, as we partake of the communion, the blood is the last card. Resistance. I stand here prophetically and say, by today's communion, we are playing the last card and it will let you go. It can't hold you any longer. That sickness will not hold you any longer. That problem cannot hold you any longer. That financial difficulty cannot hold you any longer. That marital issue cannot, that barrenness cannot. We are playing the last card. The blood. Let the blood speak. Because when he played the blood, Pharaoh had no choice but to let them go. And the good thing is that they left with the Egyptian wealth. As we partake of the communion, may you break out with wealth. You know, you know one of the greatest happiness in life is that when somebody who all calls you that rather you are getting a refund. It's very nice. It's very nice. Especially the IRS. Why do you think you own the IRS? And they say, no, rather you are getting a refund. <laughs> this afternoon, we are breaking forth. By the power of the communion, which is God's last card he played, may we come out victoriously. May anything that has held you bondage, may you be released. May Pharaoh not control you anymore. May that situation not suppress you anymore. May that difficulty not harass you anymore. 
you are not only coming out, you are coming out with the blessing. That's why the Bible said the years that the canker one had eaten and the caterpillar had eaten. If you see me as a prophet, believe that there is a restoration coming. You are coming out with restoration. Thank you, Father. Makila Baba. Rikata anali amama anari ama asunori ababa. Beka anali mazonoli amama. Mifakata anili ma azonoli amama. Father, we thank you. The chronic problems, the recurrent issues, the difficulties we struggle with. Today, by faith, as we partake of the communion, this is the blood that you played against Pharaoh, and he had no choice but to release your children. This afternoon, set your children free. Release them. And may we come up with joy for the trouble when we have double. In Jesus' name, Amen. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. You may eat the bread. to the cup. See, it is very nice. Somebody, I'm hearing in the spirit. Somebody, you're going to hear, I'm sorry. I hear in the spirit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Somebody who has harassed you and oppressed you will turn around and say, I am sorry. I hear the word, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I did to you. I'm sorry. And not only sorry will they say, you will be compensated. In Jesus' name. Drink the blood. The blood that Jesus shed for me way back Calvary the blood, the blood that gives me strength from day to day. The blood of the river now is found. The flood reaches the to the heart of the mountain.
last card that you played against Pharaoh, for which he had no choice, but to let your people go. Thank you that this afternoon, by your grace, you have played that same card in our church. And your people are coming out. I hear the oppressors saying we are sorry. And you shall be compensated. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hand together for the Lord. Let me see. Yeah. I fear something. They will say we are sorry. Don't say we are sorry. Don't say we are sorry. We are sorry. We are sorry. You will be compensated. You will be refunded. They will apologize because the blood has spoken. Amen. Oh, I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit here. Israel, Israel. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus. Let's honor the Lord with our first and best. Let's honor Him. Let's honor Him. You are worthy to be praised. You deserve. Your first and best. Say thank you. You are worthy to be praised. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are worthy to be praised. You deserve the best. You deserve the best. You deserve the best. Father, you deserve the best. You deserve for you have been good. You deserve you the best, of God. The best. Thank you for redemption. You deserve the Thank you for redemption, Lord. Yes, Lord. You deserve the best. You deserve the best. You deserve the best. Thank you, Lord. You deserve the best. The best. You deserve. Most Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give. Bless you, children. Cause the heavens to be opened. Let there be a blessing. A blessing. A blessing. May their money never become a stone, but maybe a seed that fell on the good ground. In Jesus' name. Amen. You are worthy to be praised. You deserve the God bless you. 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 God
If you believe in the miracle of giving and receiving, you will always give an offering. If you believe in that miracle. Because the Bible says, give, and shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over shall men. That is a miracle because when men wake up in the day, they don't think, they don't think about giving you money. <laughs> so for it to work for me to give you money, it's a miracle. Amen. Amen. Yeah, because naturally nobody thinks about giving you money. But the Bible says when you give, you activate that miracle. Hallelujah. Amen. So lift it up. Father, we thank you for the blessing of giving. The miracle of giving and receiving. Let it be activated in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. You can bring your offering. Running over. Do you want the overflow? Give. Give and let go. Oh, yes, Lord. Give. It shall be given to Press down, shaking together. Running over, running over, running over, running over. Do you want the overflow? Give, give and let go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Blessings. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you blessed? Happy birthdays. Happy birthday. Wow. Happy Even dedicated you. Look at you. <laughs> Stretch your hands and let's pray for Madi. Kalima Soka Brokata Analia Baba. Father, we thank you for Madison. Thank you for a daughter. Father, I bless her. Like it was done in the days of Jesus. Say, bring the little children that he may bless them. I lay my hands on her and I bless Madi. She is a blessed child. She is blessed. I bless her and I bless her. And I bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. You are blessed. Maxwell. Is Maxwell here? She's in school. Stretch hands. Let's pray for Maxwell. Kalima Soka Brokata. Vinilima Zondoli Amamanimi Kondoliba. The Lord caused you to triumph. The Lord caused you to be built up. The Lord caused you to be established, Maxwell. In Jesus' name. Amen. Anticipia. We pray for Anticipia. The grace of God be your portion. May the Lord anoint your head to your soul. May your body function well. Be healed and flourish and prosper. In Jesus' name. Amen. Selena and Maridanko. Wow. Selena is here. Beautiful. Newly wedded wife and birthday. Sweet. Father, thank you for Selena. Rakata Anali Ama Aza Anari Ama Aje Ineli Afa Akata Anali Ababa. May your grace always be with her. 
May your mercies always be with her. May your favor always be with her. Father, let her be, let her be useful in your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Wow. Happy birthday to you all. Amen. And yesterday we had a, a little funeral service for our brother, Mr. Mwakongene. And I think he has to, he has to thank the church. What's it? Emmanuel. Beautiful. Welcome, Emmanuel and his wife. And all well wishes. Wow. Give the microphone. Emmanuel and his wife Ophelia. Amen. Amen. We are here this morning to give thanks to God Almighty for all the successful things he did for us. Our next time goes to Pastor Reverend Charles Ose and all the executive members. We really appreciate what you did for us. Our next time goes to Pastor Solomon and the wife. Uh, we, can't, we couldn't believe what they did for us. The Bacenta leaders, all the Bacenta members, all the entire church members. We say, May God bless you. And in any way, all we are saying is may God richly bless you all your time you spend for us we really appreciate you thank you so much amen, amen. <laughs> hallelujah um, uh, I'm Lady pastors and wow. all the church members, they will be asked because now, yeah, I, I don't know. We need to know as something happen, you know. The Papa, but what we need to say, you know, prepare for that. We be in a hole. Wow. Uh, we be more by actually. Yes, you can open up and actually, but by twelve o'clock, we plan by out to the end. We buy no more cup, no more cup. It will be asked no more time. Ah, what they buy? One so one year for a man. You know it is here because Romi had a matter of no dear sanity. There will be asked. I mean, sure will be. Amen. Beautiful. Amen. Wow. Let's pray for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, I commit Emmanuel, the wife, and the family into your hands. The Bible said that he that keepeth Israel, he neither sleep nor slumbers. Thank you, Lord, 
that yes, they have lost a mother, but you are the mother of the motherless. I pray for this family and I dip them in the blood of Jesus. Let no evil come near their dwelling place. Father, may good come out of this and may your name be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.